If you spent any time with me on this podcast, you know I love content. My dad often says how amazed he is that I took my passion and built an entire business around it. And here they thought my English major wouldn't amount to anything. I showed them, didn't I? I love all sorts of content. I love videos and podcasts. I love stories told through images. I love books and articles and short stories and poems. But mostly, mostly I love blogs. I love that any one of us has the opportunity to become storytellers in ways that are meaningful to each of us and to build an audience of people who care about the same things we do. It's not easy, of course. That's why not everyone does it. It's also why many people and companies too start it and abandon it, but it's worth every last drop of blood, sweat, and tears you put into it. And that, my friends, is what we're going to discuss on today's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Every year, Andy Crestadina and the team at Orbit Media do a blogger survey. I'm pretty sure this is the eighth year they've done it, and it's been fun to watch it grow from a handful of us participating into something that's taken seriously by the industry. This year, they had more than a thousand survey responses, and they created 35 insights based on those responses, along with hundreds of blogging statistics. I'll link to it in the show notes so you have access to all of it. They say that the insights reveal some fascinating insights, and they say it's interesting, especially in an industry in flux, now more than ever. Say it isn't so. My favorite genre in flux? Let's see if we can break it down and make it not so. First off, there are plenty of surveys that try to understand why people blog, because we love it. The reasons are vast, as you can imagine, but the purpose of the Orbit Blogger survey is to show you what's working now, regardless of your goals, so you can take that information and improve your efforts. I've been blogging for, hmm, shoot, let me think about this for a minute. Ah, we just celebrated, what, 15 years. 15 years I've been blogging, and so much has changed during that time. In fact, if I were to start a new, I'm not sure I would start a blog. It used to be that people would leave comments and you could build community via your blog. Then it moved into a massive revenue generator. Today, blogging still works, but driving big results is a challenge. The survey asked each blogger if they are achieving strong results, some results, or disappointing results. The answer strong results is subjective and relative to the goals of each blogger. Most people would look at spin socks and think, what do you have to complain about? And the answer is nothing. But if I compare results to just five years ago, I would answer that question by checking the we are achieving some results box. So it's totally subjective. But according to the survey, 77% of bloggers report that blogging drives results. And 20% say those results are strong. What's even more interesting is that the bloggers who invest more time get better results. In 2014, nearly everyone spent less than an hour creating a blog post. Those were the days of the snappy 500-word articles that you could almost write in your sleep. Today, though, the average blogger who sees results from their efforts spends more than six hours on one blog post. No wonder it's getting more challenging not just to get results, but to produce content in general. 
I'm in that six hours range too. And that's why we moved from five blog posts a week to only three. And one of those is a guest author. So really it's just two for me. I spend as much time as I used to, but with far less quantity. I tell myself it's better quality though, right? Right? Right, listeners? Right? <laughs> to boot, bloggers who write 1,500 to 3,000 words per article see better results. The theme here seems to be longer content that takes longer to create, but it's worth it for the results. Just like everything else we do in our lives, we have to prioritize. If you see results and you're able to point back to revenue generating opportunities from your blogging efforts, you'll make the time. But to do that, you have to actually try and you have to measure your effectiveness. It won't magically start printing money, but if you're smart and strategic about it and the powers that be give you the time to test it out, eventually you'll have a money tree planted in the backyard. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through some additional insights from the survey and how you can apply them to your content marketing efforts in 2022. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. All right, let's talk about the types of content that are most efficient in today's blogging world. First, the survey looked at what types of formats are the most popular and 76% said they are still creating how-to articles. That surprises me. We've gotten away from how-to articles for Spin Sucks, but have restarted them for a couple of clients. Maybe I should consider going back to some how-tos. Let me know what you think about that. Here are some additional observations. Lists remain very popular. Most bloggers use them. Interviews and roundups, the collaborative format central to organic influencer marketing, are not very popular. Opinion-based content is down over the last several years, despite the fact that it is key to building thought leadership. Webinars have declined in popularity from 29% in 2020 to 24% in 2021. That seems a little strange to me because everyone went online last year. I wonder why they would decline instead of increase. Gated content has declined for the last three years in a row. News and trends have declined in popularity, unless it's about Facebook, in which case people still want to harp on them. But here's what's even more interesting. When the results are laid on top of the most popular types of blogging, how-to articles are the least likely to correlate with success. And roundups are the most likely to correlate with success. 
For the most part, this survey shows that the least popular formats are the most effective ones. If you're building your content marketing plan now, think about how this information may give you a competitive advantage. I certainly just added influencer roundups to my list, but I will caution you again that the results are subjective. If you're looking to grow your audience, that's a great way to do it. If you're looking to build your thought leadership or that of your executives, that's not the right tactic. And speaking of results, you have to actually check your data and measure your effectiveness when it comes to your blogging efforts. I've been known to consistently hit refresh on analytics just to see how things are doing in real time. It's a bit obsessive, I'm not going to lie, but I very much enjoy watching the numbers go up and up and up. According to the survey, most bloggers check analytics sometimes, and 29% check the performance every time, sometimes obsessively. This is another direct correlation. The more you consistently measure success, the more likely you are to succeed. Check those results, create a benchmark, measure against the benchmark, and then let it grow. The last survey result I wanna touch on is time. Everyone we talk to about blogging says, I just don't have the time. It doesn't matter if it's content marketer or a business leader, they all say the same thing. And I agree, it's a big time commitment. But the survey data shows that the bloggers who put in 10 times the effort are winning. I also recognize that putting in 10 times the effort is a real challenge. In fact, the survey data shows that time is the biggest challenge for most bloggers. They know what to do, but struggle to find the time for content creation and promotion. I will tell you what's worked for me now and in the past and see if there's anything in here that strikes your fancy. When I was personally publishing five times a week, I got up at 5 a.m. and spent the first hour of my day writing. I no longer do that. The pandemic slowly whittled away that habit, but it was one of the most effective uses of my time. You can accomplish about three times more during that hour than any other time throughout the day. It does take some motivation and determination to get up that early, especially in the wintertime when it's dark and cold, but it does work. If you're working with leadership, I found that interviewing them or asking them to send voice notes after they see or hear a piece of content is extraordinarily effective. You do have to get them in the habit. They do have to commit to it, but it's easier than trying to figure out what's in their brain without them giving you access to it. Create a freelancer network to help you if you have the budget. I very much like to have my own voice in the content that has my name on it, but it's lots, lots, lots easier to have someone pen the first draft and react to that than staring at a blank sheet of paper. And I now have a 30-minute block on my calendar every day to write. On Mondays, I choose the topic and do some research. Tuesday through Thursday, I write between 500 and 1,000 words. And on Friday, I edit and get the piece ready for publication the following week. I never, ever go to bed if my 30 minutes for the day has not been completed. It's the one thing that has to get done no matter what. It truly takes a commitment, and that's not something everyone is willing to do. But I look at blogging like I do exercise and brushing my teeth. It has to be done every day, period. I also don't watch Netflix, and I have no idea what Squid Games is about, so it's a sacrifice in some cases. It's worth it, though. Squid Games won't help me water my money tree, and I very much like my money tree. If you'd like more ideas on how to get in the habit of producing content via the written or spoken word, join us in the SpinSucks community. You can find us at SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free. It's fun. It's challenging. It's educational. And this type of heady stuff is what you can expect every day.
I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review.